Striking Chords with Jonathan Douglas. Here talking with violinist and Sophie Muter. You've been talking about the collaboration in a sense with the composer. Um, am I right in thinking that there's that sense of collaboration is also there with, with the conductor, Michael Francis? Yes, of course. <laughs> one last talk to one another. <laughs> Not asked about that. Um, he is particularly gifted in uh, contemporary music without taking away his skills in, in the core repertoire. But uh, he uh, conducted for me for the first time, I think it was in 2009, when Andre Previn couldn't uh, uh, conduct concerts in Germany of Sofia Gubaidulina's in Tempo's presence as well as his own double concerto for bass and violin. And Michael had to step in with a 48-hour uh, notice, mm. which if one knows the Gubaidulina is, is rather remarkable. Uh, having learned, uh, you know, and, and really uh, grasped uh, the essence of the piece at first. And he is one of the leading um, conductors of uh, that generation. And, of course, there is much, uh, obviously, I can pass on to him because I have played with uh, also the great men of the past, which sadly either uh, have passed away or are not uh, really touring um, anymore. So I'm actually facing a period in which I am, if one may say that as, you know, as sportive as it sounds, trying out young conductors, because I need to establish a, a part of still having uh, the relationship with uh, the great conductors. I need to establish a new um, group of musical friends on stage to, you know, live with for, for the next years, and it's quite interesting. And you get to meet, you know, um, interesting and less exciting um, uh, uh, musical partners, and, and Michael definitely is the, the very positive uh, experience here. Did he conduct the, the premiere of, of your performance of Sebastian Courier's Time Machines? That's a good question. He did conduct uh, the recent premiere of Riem's Lichtes Spiel in New York, uh, with New York Philharmonic, and he also recently conducted a tour with the Berlin Philharmonic Chamber Orchestra uh, doing the Ream. He did not do the Carrier's uh, world premiere, but he did do the European premiere. How, how have uh, audiences responded to the Courier so far? Well, yeah, the Courier in particular is, is, a, um, is a piece which the audience really enjoys because it is so extremely diverse, and it's not a piece which is purely, actually this is true for all the pieces I have premiered, which is, uh, uh, it's not a piece which is purely cerebral. Um, I think music also has to um, touch, you know, a string in our soul, even when listening the first time to it. There has to be some kind of emotional connection uh, to the player as well as to the listener. Otherwise, I cannot really, you know, connect. So it is a piece which the audience usually does enjoy quite a bit because it's also rather virtuosic and it's all over the place. So there's a bit of everything in it. And and this will be your well, your Asian premiere of this work tomorrow. That's correct. Exciting prospect. Well, we've been talking at length about the Courier. Can we just say a few words about yep. Mendelssohn? Because, yep. of course, this is a work that's been with you since your, since your childhood, I suppose. Yes and 
no, Jonathan, yes, I did start it very early, as all fiddle players play the Mendelssohn at the age of, I don't know, three or whatever. Uh, I think I was nine. And I did play it to a large extent, and I also recorded it rather early with Herbert von Karin. I think it was 16. Um, but somehow, never quite to the satisfaction of my beloved and, and most admired, wonderful teacher, Ida Stucki. So in my early you know, uh, 20s, I decided, fine. Uh, nobody seems to really, you know, be totally convinced. And actually, it was only her. Uh, I would just stop playing it, and I, I did that for decades. Um, <laughs> and it was Kurt Mazur for his 80th birthday, which is three or four years ago, who asked me to restudy it and, and kind of give it as a gift to him. You know, reperform it, which was rather charming and a really very moving idea, and a great process for me to rediscover the piece. And I truly rediscovered it also through uh, wonderful hints he gave me. Let's take the second movement, for example, where if you look into Mendelssohn's famous many songs he has written, um, there there are a bunch of gondolieri songs uh, where the accompaniment in the left hand of the piano is precisely the accompaniment of the orchestra in Mendelssohn's second movement. And if you read the text it, it gives you a hint of moving away from this teutonic, overly romantic and, and very kind of broad and heavy interpretation towards something which is rather more, I don't know if driven is the right um, uh, word. It's, it's very youthful. It's, you know, the first movement is described as allegro appassionato. Uh, it is certainly a, a piece which is very elegant and very, very light in texture and very subtle and very pure. It's much closer to Mozart mm. than actually to an overly romantic piece, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I just actually just glancing at the sleeve notes of this recording, which I have, and mm -hmm. you've mentioned that the, the word appassionato uh, crops up quite a yes. lot, doesn't it, in yes. his work? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And of course, the last movement is pretty much um, <clears throat> close in character to what he has found as his signature uh, writing in corner movements. Look at the octet which he wrote at the uh, age of 16 and this uh, fiendishly difficult um, um, uh, scherzo also that's true for the C minor piano trio. Uh, this, this kind of uh, Midsummer Night's Dreamish, um, you know, spooky, um, light-hearted and extremely difficult virtuoso uh, style which you will find in the third movement of the Mendelssohn as well. So it, it may, it's, it's music that makes a very special challenge on the soloist, isn't it? As well as on the orchestra. The orchestra has to be... It's a little bit like driving a Porsche, um, you know, compared to driving a Chevrolet. Um, it has to be you know, extremely flexible and extremely fast and well-behaving in, in, you know, when you uh, change gears. And uh, um, it needs an orchestra which is really on its toes and enjoying the challenge. Mm -hmm. 